I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Washington. And Seattle left. So two questions. What are the chances Bobby Slowick stays? And where is Gerard Johnson right now in the OC searches? So let's start with Slowick, John. Let's do a state of the union here on Bobby Slowick. The big news is Ben Johnson is going back to Detroit. How that all how they all arrived at that or told he wasn't getting a job, whatever the case may be. Bottom line is Ben Johnson's not going to be a head coach this cycle, which leaves Washington and Seattle. So we've got Slowick and other big names out there, Dan Quinn, Mike Vrabel, Mike McDonald of the Ravens, the defensive coordinator. What do you think the chances are that Bobby Slowick gets one of these two jobs? I don't think he's going to get one because I've been saying he's not ready. He's going to call plays when he's a head coach after calling plays one year. He did a great job, but, boy, I just don't think he's ready, just like Gerard Johnson. If Gerard goes to New Orleans, he's going somewhere where Dennis Allen could be fired after one season and Cleveland hired uh, Ken Dorsey. And uh, so I think both of them will be back, and that'll be good for C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Yeah, okay. The the Gerard Johnson thing, he also has been requested by Tampa Bay. Do you think Tampa Bay is a good offensive coordinator job? Um, Well, you would call all the plays because you have uh, Todd Bowles with a defensive background. Baker Mayfield's contract's up. What if he – doesn't resign. Right. Then who do you have? Then yeah. you're too good to get a quarterback. Show some patience. If you do a good job and you've got CJ Stroud here and a good head coach, good GM, good owners, this is going to be a good job. Wait one more year, Bobby Sloick gets a head coaching job. Then you're elevated after two years as a quarterback coach to be a play caller. Where if you go now, it's just, you know, it's not a perfect situation. 
is I told John Lopez, because he's so close with Gerard, I said he just shouldn't get ants in his pants to take the first job that comes. Stay here. Be patient. Keep doing a great job. Good things will happen. Yep, agreed. All right, Brian in Fort Bend County. I know the Rooney rule has stipulations where teams get draft picks if a minority is hired off of their staff. Would the Texans get draft picks if Gerard Johnson gets an offensive coordinator job? Uh, I don't know the rule on that about going from quarterback coach. What is it? He it, it's, it, it the, the, the draft pick rule only applies to head coaching and general manager jobs. So if you get promoted from an offensive coordinator, any whatever position, you know, just some non-head coaching position to a head coaching position with another team, it's got to be with another team, then you get uh, the team that had hired you. You know, for example, let's pretend Gerard Johnson got hired to be a head coach somewhere. I know it's not going to happen, but let's pretend Texans would get two third round picks, one this year and one next year. Um, and similarly with personnel people that get hired out of a front office to a GM role with another team, like the Titans probably got a couple third round picks for hiring Rank Carthen as their GM last year from the 49ers. So, or I'm sorry, San Francisco got a couple third round picks because the Titans hired Rank Carthon. The team that had that person in the building gets two third round picks for developing them. 49ers have gotten a lot of picks yeah. for losing minorities. They have. D'Amico was one of them. Uh, D'Amico was one when he got promoted to head coach of the Houston Texans. Hell, John, the Ravens got two third-round picks for David Culley because the Ravens did such a great job of developing <laughs> that young whippersnapper David Culley into a head coach back in the day. The Texans so, checked with the league. Do we get a third-round pick because we elevated Lovey? Uh, no. No, no. It's got to be with another team. <laughs> And then they're like, well, crap. Never hurts to add. Yeah, exactly. All right, Aaron in California, would you rather for the 2024 season, that was a fun question, would you rather have a defense like our 2016 defense that dominated the league and run it back with the, the guys you have on offense already? In other words, make some acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball. Or would you rather run back the same defensive personnel and put all the resources into the offensive side of the ball to make C.J. Stroud the steward of a an elite offense. In other words, John, the Texans have a lot of cap space and a lot of draft picks to improve a lot of things on the team. If you had to go all in on one side of the ball or the other, which would you rather go all in on with those resources? I'd go in on defense because we saw C.J. Stroud help make Nico Collins into an elite receiver. Tank Dell was going to be in the running for rookie of the year with with Stroud because he was off to an outstanding start. So I think, you know, he got so many linemen coming back. Don't know if they'll re-sign Singletary, but they got to get better on defense. They got, uh, they need safeties. They're going to need another corner, one at least, maybe two. And you always need linemen. So I would pour it into the defense. I would too, mainly because you alluded to it. The offensive line was just such a mess this year with injuries. I would kind of count on them getting healthy again, them being on the system in a second season here in a system that's not the easiest to learn and requires a lot of cohesiveness on that offensive line, which they never really were able to get because it was such a revolving door. And I would hope that my improvement offensively would come from that. Plus, I, I mean, I do think I do think they don't need to make major upgrades to wide receiver, but they definitely need to get some better depth that's not – journeyman vets like Robert Woods has kind of become and, and, uh, and Noah Brown, uh, you know, Noah Brown had a couple good games. The big key is keeping tank Dell healthy. In my opinion, you know, that when, when Dell went out, that's when things really started to get gummed up with the offense. So 
um, I'm with you on that. I would go defensive side of the ball as well. Um, all right. Uh, Joe Q, our guy Joe Q, a six-round pick from Michigan, once beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. Can a seventh-round pick from Iowa State do the honors again? Sounds like you think no, John. Well, of course he could, but I'm not begging it because he's got so much more talent on his side on his side with the 49ers offense than the Chiefs do. The Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, and that's it. And Rasheed Rice is a good rookie receiver, but he had Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, and they don't have a Christian McCaffrey. So Purdy has the weapons around him, and they get a lot of yards after the catch, and so he could do it. You know what's amazing about Mahomes? In the after all that struggling during the season with drops and everything, they've only had three drops in three games, and he has no interceptions in three games. But he's only averaging 239 yards a game, which is unusual for him. Yeah. And yeah. as you mentioned earlier, they have transformed the way they play. But if they're behind and they need to rally to win, I feel a lot more confident with Mahomes than Purdy. Yeah, I do too. Mac in Pasadena, I think, is just trolling us, John. It's Brock Purdy elite. <laughs> well, he asked me that on uh, on, uh, uh, on in the loop. leg hiking on leg in the hiking. loop. I said, no, he's not elite. Elite is are the top guys. Patrick Mahomes is elite. I mean, he's he's good. He's more yeah. than a game manager, and he has a chance to be even better. I'll say this: he's more elite than Joe Flacco is. Brock Purdy. I'll say that. Because that's the other guy that we had to answer that question about after he won a Super Bowl, of course. I know Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl, and Brock Purdy has not won one yet. Brock Purdy has made a Pro Bowl, I believe, and Joe Flacco never made a Pro Bowl. Can you believe that, John? As many guys keep backing out of it. Every every time I turn on the radio, I hear guys are backing out of the Pro Bowl. That's like on the Hall of Fame. And uh, you have to, we have to determine, okay, let's see. There were 40 Pro Bowl players. It should have been 30. Who was voted in and who was an alternate? That's Flacco something never, that's important. Flacco never made one, even with all those guys backing out all those years. And no position backs out more than quarterback. No uh, respect. No respect elite, for John. old Joe. Not elite. Not elite like Brock Purdy, that's for sure. All right, two more. Um, this is from Michael. The Texans are nominated for four awards next week at the NFL Honors. C.J. Stroud and Willie Anderson for Offensive Defensive Rookie of the Year. D'Amico Ryan's Coach of the Year. Bobby Slowick, Assistant Coach of the Year. They're going to hand all those awards out next Thursday night. Over under, he says, one and a half on the number of awards the Texans take home that night. What say you? So, John, see Just C.J. Yeah. C.J.'s a lock, right? There's going to be a lot of uh... – uh, a bridesmaids. Yeah. There's going to, I think, I think D'Amico will finish second at Kevin Stefanski. Will mm-hmm. will finish second or third. I feel strongly if Will hadn't gotten hurt at the end and he'd been able to put on a show yeah. in, the, in, the, in the night game, then the primetime game that it would have helped him. And, but I'm not so, cause Jalen Carter hadn't been good all year. Witherspoon hadn't been good all year. The, the defensive players probably been the best all year. It's Kobe Turner, a tackle from the Rams. I think he was third round pick. He was in double digit sacks and it's going to be close. And I hope those voters are as smart as the pro football writers who voted Will Anderson Jr. The award and uh, Bobby Slowick won't get it. That'll go to mm-hmm. Ben Johnson or Jim Schwartz. One of those yeah. guys. I think Schwartz. I think Schwartz and Stefanski are kind of 
hand in hand on this. You know, Stefanski's going to Stefanski's going to win the award because they were able to get to the playoffs and win eleven games with so much churn at quarterback. And Schwartz is going to win the award because ultimately the reason they won all those games with all those quarterbacks because the defense was so good. And they so got so gonna, much attention, so much yeah. publicity yep. out of all that. Now, the other one, executive of the year, is totally separate from the Associated Press. The Sporting News used to do it, yeah. and they would just announce it. I don't know if they still do, but Casario's going to be in the running. Brad Holmes uh, got the, I uh, think, Pro Football Writers. He, did. he did, has done a great job with he the Lions. Did. But as I pointed out when I read this week, Dan Campbell ought to be a runaway for Coach of the Year. He was supposed to win the NFC North. Where were yeah. the Texans supposed to be? One of the dregs last of the place. NFL. Yeah, they were supposed to be in last place in their division. They won their division. Um, all right, last one, John. Uh, what's your early read on the Texans drafting at number 23? If you had to pick three positions they're targeting with their first-round pick, what are they? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Defensive end, defensive tackle, and nose tackle. I think that I, I don't see anybody in the early mock drafts having them pick a defensive lineman. And even if Will Anderson Jr., uh, uh, were to have Jonathan Grenard opposite him again, even if Sheldon Rankins resigned and they had their four back, the way D'Amico talks about the defensive line controlling everything on the defense and the way he doesn't like the blitz and the way the 49ers stockpiled number one picks and free agents in the line, I think it's going to be a lineman. There's no need for it to be a wide receiver in a draft that is so deep and talented. Uh, you see receivers that are really good beyond the first round. And another one, it could be a cornerback. You know, you're going to go against, let's see, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have to rush the quarterback and you're going to have to cover. And yeah. if it was, and I don't think see him using a number one pick on an offensive lineman. A lot of people, uh, have him taking an offensive tackle. I just yeah. don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I was just going to say that, John. Like I, I've seen mock drafts with them taking offensive linemen, and I, like, I just don't get it. Like, I, th- those are people that haven't looked into the situation. I mean, they're they're committed, to, like really committed to three of these guys. Like, there's they they can't move off of Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, or Shaq Mason without taking major major salary cap implications. And at this point. The, like Laramie Tunsil's a pro bowler. Like you're not going to move off of him because he's expensive. And uh, Shaq Mason was your only constant on the line this year. And he played pretty decently, I, I would say. And Titus is the big mystery, but you're not going to just move on from Titus Howard. You're going to see what a healthy Titus Howard looks like at right tackle, which we didn't see at all. Once he broke his hand in training camp, he was a left guard the entire time he came back. So, and then they've got all that draft capital committed to guys too. So I I'm I don't see them. I think they'll draft some offensive linemen with some of these picks, but I don't think it's going to be with the 23rd overall pick. So um, no. I'm with and, you. and plus you got Juice Scruggs, Jared Patterson. They right. started. They liked the two young guys. Another thing, and they haven't given up on Kenyon Green. Devin Singletary never fumbled one time. He was very reliable. 
He ended up career high in yards, but he only started 10 games. If he started 17, 16 games, he might have been up around 11, 1,200 yards. They still – they have to decide, can can Damian Pierce learn this offense? Can Chris Strasser, the offensive line coach, it never coached the scheme. Why they hired a coach, no matter how good he was at Indy, who had not worked in that scheme is beyond me. So he was learning on the fly as well. So it was also interesting. Shaq Mason's the only player started every game. Yep. That is amazing. When you have that many injuries, I can't wait to see what they decide to do with a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. It may be the same. It may not be. But running games got to be figured first. They're not going to draft a running back at 23rd. But, boy, when you see Jameer Gibbs, how good he is. Yeah, how fast do you think Bijan Robinson? But I'm interested. Are they going to bring back Dalton Schultz? If they don't, they got to start totally over at tight end. And uh, will they try to bring back Singletary? Those two guys, because they're favorites of C.J. Stroud, can they do better? Yeah. Yeah, the other thing, John, if they had started Devin Singletary 17 games, I don't know if he lasts 17 games. You know, well, he's like been a, very durable throughout his career. He it's has, amazing. but he never he but he never got that kind of traffic either. You know, he was always splitting carries with somebody up in Buffalo. And and he I mean he wasn't really a bell cow until the last half of the season with the Texans. But I hope he's back, but I hope he's back in a role that they I think they envisioned for him when they signed him, which was him and Damian Pierce being sort of a two-headed monster. Damian's inability to grasp the offense really changed the calculus for the Texans in the second half of the season.